1: Day morning, and welcome to another Hump Day edition of Analyze This here on your NPR station in the U.S. Virgin Islands, WTJXFM, with yours truly, Neville James. It's a beautiful day in paradise, like it, most, it is most of the time. And I had some showers last night, though. I think we're going to talk to the water service um, in a little bit, now to find out what to expect uh, going forward. Um... Because uh, this is the dry season, you know, but we need, we need those uh, at least intermittent showers uh, to keep the island green and and all that stuff. We don't want to get too dry because um, heavy rains, the April showers are a long way away, and the last thing we need is for our brown island. And we've had a number of years um, since the turn of the, the new millennium. Where we've had extended droughts, uh, you know, that uh, has caused, uh, as required for um, some legislative and executive branch uh, action in terms of appropriation. My Janet Millen, uh, in the 31st legislature, um, had uh, uh, passed an appropriation, I think it was like a half a million, uh, to help out the farm and all that stuff. So, that's good. we got good to that that's doing Henry, uh, gonna be joining us. Uh, for some bush tea, extended bush tea this morning. Um, so that's going to be good. Uh, looking forward to that uh, discussion. Um, a lot of things happened. Yesterday was wild. Uh, um, okay, uh, one of my listeners, I thought they they, they, don't, they, don't, they live in the mainland, and I thought, um, uh, uh, but they're an island, so that's a good thing. So, so it's all good. Uh, so, you just text me let me know that. So, I uh, had to call them to let them know uh, what time it is and all that stuff. Yeah, but like I was saying, uh, <clears throat> one of the things we're going to have some fun to, we're going to talk a lot of legalese today. You know, local and, uh, and national. One of the things I'm looking forward to talking to is, uh, yesterday, the, the district, uh, district of Columbia Court of Appeals uh, heard um, the appeal of Judge Tanya Chutkins' um, rejection of a motion to dismiss by the Trump uh, team. Um, I think she did that on Friday, December the first, 2023. They appealed and, and 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 said that once they appeal, there's a stay, so nothing can happen uh, with the trial. A lot of things happen between now and then. Jack Smith is still making information available to them. Oh, there's one more thing that we're going to talk about with the classified documents case, right, which has pretty much um, been um, relegated to uh, second level as it relates to profile. Um, Jack Smith uh, has informed uh, Judge Cannon in Florida that to date the Trump team hasn't provided anything as it relates to discovery. So I'm looking forward to talking with uh Dwayne Henry on that because you know he's a defense attorney. But uh so I want to mention that because I don't want to forget. But going back to the J6 uh trial, so they were before so because of the appeal, they went before the appellate court. Appellate court I believe was like nine members. Uh and uh but uh for this particular case three three are selected and with three uh female uh judges and yo. They had a field day yesterday. That was that was painful to listen. I you know I you know I me mean, no big Trump fan. Me you no know, Trump fan at all. But it was painful to listen to his council trying to justify immunity. there's also something I wanna talk with uh, the counselor about. We noticed that they've shifted their arguments from First Amendment rights, which looks like he would never mention at all, uh, yesterday, to all about immunity. You know, and in trying to make that immunity argument they actually blew a hole in a lot of the other arguments that they were making you know double jeopardy impeachment clause so many different things so I'm looking forward to a uh, counselor coming on at 820 uh, to break that down I'm going to ask my uh, engineer to reach out to um, the weather service down in uh, San Juan uh, beautiful San Juan uh, to give us uh, a feel for what to expect for the remainder of the week uh, into the weekend, specifically about the uh, intermittent. So last night we got some at least like two or three of them, which was good. I like that, you know, I didn't agree, but so I want to get that out of the way. Also, um, I have a schedule where we're going to be talking with uh, agency heads uh, leading into the uh, state of the territory. Uh, which is happening on, I believe, Monday, January 22nd. So I got a message from the communications director yesterday, and we're going to be talking with a number of different agency heads, to include the chief of staff uh, for the governor and all that stuff. So I believe we have uh, the weather service on the line. Good morning. Who am I speaking with?
2: Hi, this is Mary Angeles.
1: Mary Angeles, how are you?
2: Pretty good, and you?
1: I'm doing well. Intermittent awesome. showers happening a lot up here.
2: Yep. Yep, there's mostly because there are patches of moisture near the area so there's going to be an increase in those passing showers throughout the day and then tomorrow you guys will experience more of those Mm -hmm. the the, the patches of moisture associated to a frontal boundary the remnants of the frontal boundary that is to the north of us Mm -hmm. and that's where we're getting some patches of moisture Today and then tomorrow is going to be an increase of on those um, passing showers, but nothing to worry about.
1: Well, that's good news then.
2: Mm-hmm, so,
1: yep. so that'll keep the islands green, which is very, uh-huh, very important. At least
2: for, mm-hmm, at least for a couple of days. <laughs>
1: <Cool>. <laughs> um, here on Saint Croix, um, with just a little shower, and and we turn green like like a chameleon. Like it happens. Oh really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, oh, it's crazy. that's really nice. Then. What, what's the deal? But, but, but I don't, I don't think that's the case with Vieques and Culebra and, and parts of Puerto no. Rico, right? Y'all no, need, y'all need to, y'all need significant rain um, uh-huh. to, to to experience that greening effect. I just like to, mm-hmm. I like to call it greening. Um, I wonder why that is. I know our 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 um, our soil is fertile and all that stuff, but um, so I'm serious. Any small shower, and we'll turn from brown to green in a heartbeat.
2: That's really good. That's not the case for us here. Um, we need, signif- like you said, significant rain for us too, to become green again. <laughs> uh,
1: what about the beaches and our boaters?
2: Yeah, in terms of the, the coastal and marine um, forecast, we're still under the small craft advisory for those Atlantic, offshore Atlantic waters. Um, they should experience 6 to 8 feet. Up to 10 feet occasionally, um, but in terms of the wind, there, it's going to be mostly easterly, around 10 to 15 knots. Um,
1: so when you say easterly, it's coming, it's heading towards the east or coming from the east?
2: Coming from the east.
1: From the east. Mm-hmm. Okay, good. Yep. Yeah.
2: Yep. And then that's mostly um, in terms of the small craft advisories that we have out, and it's cur- currently. The one that we have out is for the Atlantic waters, and then by tomorrow afternoon we should have another one in effect for, for the Anagata Passage, which will, um, in effect, influence you guys. But in terms of, like, beach forecast, no rip currents or anything for, for St. Croix at this time.
1: Okay. What about St. John? Um, the buoy, we have a buoy that's over there yep. next to St. John. What's uh-huh. the
2: elevator? Yeah, in terms for for St. John, we do have a small crop advisory in effect for the near shore um, Atlantic waters, and we also have a high rip current risk through at least um, Friday morning. Okay. So definitely the marineers and the people that go to the beach often to surf or or something, they should um, take those into consideration.
1: Okay. So, we're looking at um, a continuing pattern of intermittent showers to take us Mm -hmm. out uh, through the week. Yep. And 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 then
2: increasing by tomorrow into Friday. Mm -hmm. And then after that, we should have kind of like a break um, in those shower activity and then mostly clear skies with a combination of um cloudiness but nothing um related to to rain. Okay. But then looking by at- by the week we should have another increase in shower activity.
1: So what are we looking at for the weekend?
2: For the weekend mostly fair weather conditions with occasional passing showers, nothing um too significant. It's mostly going to be quick passing quick and brief passing showers. Okay,
1: good. Alrighty. Mm-hmm. thank you very much mary angeles and uh looking mm-hmm. forward to talking with you again soon yeah,
2: no problem bye-bye,
1: bye-bye. have a good one you got it. That's, uh mary angeles uh mariro uh joining us from down there uh in san juan uh, she uh, she enjoys talking with with us on uh here on uh w t j x so that's what most of them do yeah, like that I haven't heard from uh, my friend Ian Colong, uh for a while, so i like, gotta uh, find out what's going on because I mean, he really, got, uh, uh, <clears throat> uh, how would you say, it? happy-go-lucky? I think that's the best term, happy-go-lucky uh, personality. So looking forward to that. So you know, um, you know, you guys know I like to live on Twitter, right? And uh, one of the entities that I follow on Twitter is uh, the Source, and the Source had an article uh, yesterday. And by the way, today is January the tenth yeah so last night I was saying you know when I called out to let the public know, yo, if we thought twenty twenty three was going by fast, it looked like twenty twenty four it in a home baby mode, you know what I'm saying home baby that's that's gravy you had nothing in, in the dugout talking uh when uh when we pitch up for the CSP. but you said home baby, yo, we're ten days in. I remember I was home chilling watching uh the college football semifinals 10 days ago or oh, 9 days ago January the 1st and we're a third into a third of the way into month number 1 before you know it February's gonna be here you know what I'm saying is yeah, a great month you know what I'm saying Black History Month all that stuff and then of course version of Black History Month in March but yo that day that day can be well and, and I'm looking forward to doing calls so we could talk a little bit about the discussion we had with our guest yesterday, with the meeting that's coming up at the Caribbean Community Theater, that brief interaction between uh, uh, El hajj Malik El Shabazz, A.K.A. Malcolm X, and uh, Martin Luther King, and and they're doing a they're doing that play uh, this week. You know, like I said, back 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 to the source, right? <clears throat> I saw where there's an article uh, yesterday where they said Premier deeply offended by BVI governor's reform push, right? So you know, right off the bat, and this is a January 9th article written by Matt Probasco, right? I was saying, yo, we don't have these kind of problems over here. And it's all about structure. Yeah, they got Premier and our governor, right? And they said locally, affected offic- locally elected officials and the Buckingham Palace appointed British Virgin Islands governor clashed this week over slow moving reforms meant to curb potential corruption. Premier Natalio Wheatley said Monday he was deeply offended by Governor John Rankin's request to London for greater authority to hasten changes. Wheatley called Rankin's maneuver a return to colonialism. Rankin, who leaves office at the end of January, said Friday he was he was asking UK authorities to give the BVI governor additional powers that would force local officials to meet agreed upon deadlines for reforms, while stopping short of calling for a full dissolution. Right? Dissolution of local government and direct control from London as suggested in the April twenty 20- 2022 Commission of Inquiry report or COI on potential BVI corruption, Rankin did express displeasure, right, with the slow pace of reforms. Rankin, right, in Rankin, it's Rankin. There's no G in it. Rankin said Wheatley and counterparts were behind schedule amending the Register of Interest Act, which forces elected officials to declare companies in which they have investments creating a functioning whistleblower act, revising criminal procedure rules, creating a new public service management act, improving rules about ministers using their discretionary powers, creating a policy about how statutory boards operate, creating a new education grants policy, and strengthening the Integrity in Public Life Act, which are guidelines of ethical behavior for elected officials. And the last thing I'll a quote what he said, Without such reforms, the better governance which the people of the BVI need and deserve will not be achieved, and the issues which the COI identified could more easily return. And of course, I'm going back, I want the public to know that COI, right, is a commission of inquiry report uh, that was uh, suggested back in April of 2022. Right? First of all, one of the issues that a lot of people have here in the U.S. Virgin Islands, um, they like to attached the, the colonialism, you know, um, designation uh, to the Virgin Islands as it relates to the United States. You want to see clo- you want to see some things completely closer to that. Look at what's going on over there. We're nothing like that, man. I know people are just. There's some people who just want complete independence and all that stuff. And it's one thing to clamor for independence, right? But clamoring for independence. Is a good thing because it speaks to self determination and wanting to control uh, total control of your fears, but you got to be able to provide for your people, right? That's the most important thing. And as it stands right now, right, that question, right, or that belief, is open to legitimate question as it relates to our ability. To do that in other words generate our own revenues not be dependent on federal appropriations from time to time uh, i am be honest with you I'm not necessarily 100% locked in with status quo but I want some type of relationship with the United States that's just my take I'm not saying that my take is right right got me something like Rayon Clark from back in the day right i ain't saying my position is right all I'm saying is the benefits of us having a solid relationship with the United States, to me, is good. That's number one. Number two, we elect our own governor. We elect our own um, legislators. The federal government does not tell us, you know, which judges we can have. Even though that situation there with Kanil Bay, you know, that that's something that they're doing, and they're gonna have. Uh, some fun with, in a little bit, uh, just as an aside matter. But for the most part, you know, we do have self government. You now, I know my friend Johnny Remsen; uh, he likes to say, well, "What we need is a little bit more of uh, a municipal structure, right here in the territory." And yeah, you know, there's a legitimate argument for that. You know what I'm saying, but look at what I just read was going on in you know what I'm saying, deeply offended. You know, we don't really have that, and we don't want to go there. You know, so hopefully uh, things can work out. The recovery can manifest itself to the point where, you know, we're providing and hardening our providing for our people and hardening our infrastructure, and we'll be good to go. So we'll take a break when we come back. Do uh, Henry should be joining me. We'll find out what kind of boosty he having on the tenth day of the year. Be back right after this.
0: fresh start. The Bank of St. Croix provides in-person service, personal and business checking accounts, online banking, and mobile apps for banking on the go, a non-profit community investment checking account, and a 24-hour banking cash management platform. There are two locations, one in Gallus Bay and one in Peters Rest. The Bank of St. Croix has something for everyone. Contact a customer service specialist for details regarding our nonprofit community investment checking account.
2: Member FDIC. Sometimes you need a moment to just step back, relax, and listen to your favorite song. I'm Raina Duras, and on the next World Cafe, maybe I can help you find something new to love, or maybe remind you of something you've been missing. There's so much music out there to enjoy. So take a moment, take a breath, and tune in to World Cafe.
0: Weekdays at 10 p.m. on WTJX-FM 93.1.
1: And we're back here uh, on Analyze This. And um, I mentioned earlier that uh, we're going to be talking with um, uh, agency heads uh, leading into the uh, state of the territory, which happens to be on um, Monday, January 22nd. Right Now, by law, uh, it's supposed to happen uh, the second Monday uh, of... uh, every year, which is actually supposed to be the opening day, opening session day uh, with the legislature, uh, pursuant to the revised organic act. But um, we are allowed some flexibility. I would talk to the delegate and tell her uh, to ask her if we could make that change codify uh, that change federally and move the state of the territory to its, the fourth Monday of the month, right? um, which sometimes will be the last Monday or sometimes... Uh, the second to last, 'cause you might have five Mondays, ever so often, you know, with 31 days uh, in a year. You know? But so here's the deal: Calvert White, um, you know Celestino Picney, you're gonna be joining me tomorrow. Friday we got a Power Hour, so Kyle Fleming gonna be yeah, joining us on Friday as expected. Uh, next Tuesday, um, jean Pierre Oriol right uh, of the Department of planning and natural resources looking forward to that Chief of staff can be joining me uh, on uh, Wednesday next week and then Thursday next week Joe Bush shelter of tourism he and I had a, a, a brief conversation uh, at the White House Press Corps our uh, reception uh, a couple of weeks ago. so looking forward to talking to him and I can bring up our favorite topic. I even told him about it um, here where we've been asking you know what's the what's the deal with the morning flights with American, you know, uh, they were very convenient for us, uh, and now um, we don't have any morning flights out of the territory. And it's not just a Saint Croix issue; it's Saint Thomas as well. Then the day after, uh, uh Agent Williams, Octolin. and then on the, the Wednesday morning, uh, the Governor of Virgin Islands is going to be joining us. Uh, Wednesday, the twenty fourth. So the twenty third. When we're gonna be speaking with the ODR director, Asian Williams Act So I go figure out, uh, if we could do something on the nineteenth, Friday the nineteenth, we'll talk to Richimoto for you know when he coming on to uh actually like not necessarily preview these appearances, but um you know, you know, talk a little bit about uh what's going on with the administration. I know they had a press briefing yesterday and all that stuff. Do Henry Colleen yet? Uh he should be on the line, right? Oh, sir. Morning, uh, counselor, how are you? Good
3: morning. I'm doing well.
4: I'm in the street, so you I gotta give
1: me a low volume, I like, can barely hear you. Okay, um, um I'm sure the engineer has heard that, so uh we'll we'll work that one out. Um couple of things. Um that situation in Totola. Um mm-hmm. where there, there are claims of colonialism going on over there in um uh nature's little secrets that's their that's their uh that's how they describe themselves uh well I, at least I saw that at a tennis match back in twenty seventeen so I was kind of curious as to wait i liked i like the way they advertise themselves uh, uh at the miami open so me and Dougcole I have a a good feeling that but um that situation that really stemmed from what happened in Florida with the with with, with the um parliament member right they had a situation in Florida. And then the next thing yeah. you know, they started looking at a lot of things that were taking place in the BVI. Uh, absolutely.
4: Yes. Um, you know, after the premier, good morning, everyone, after the premiere, um, got arrested. His trial just got postponed again until January 22nd, by the way. Okay. Um, yeah. Um, so we got to stay. Know, we gotta, we, we, there were complaints from before, but that was the trial that broke the camel's back uh, as far as the UK was concerned, and. You know, they had an inquiry commission that was in previously investigating some other improprieties, and they broadened the, the scope, and, and then the, the governor general... Everybody had expected him to, to call for um, recolonization, but um, he stopped short of that.
1: Now, the government in Tortola, that's Westminster, right? Yes. So
4: the, the Governor General represents the Queen or rather the Queen the King.
1: Yeah. And, um, uh, yeah. King um yes. King King Charles, right?
4: Yes. <laughs> and, and and the weird thing is they grant the under the, the the way how the UK has the Anguilla and and um talks and Caicos and, and um things set up is um they grant full local autonomy, but they could take it back by the stroke of a pen. And they did that, Remember in the talks on Caicos.
1: Yeah, yeah.
4: When their prime minister had messed up. <clears throat> yeah, so so we, they, you know, they had really expected them to do the same thing in the BVI, but it, um, it's the, I guess the, uh, the governor general didn't think it was true Okay,
1: I we'll just read it here. The British Virgin Islands operates under the Westminster system and the ministers and cabinet are appointed from amongst the members of the legislature and are not right. independently elected to executive office so that's that's a unique situation of there. so party yeah. that's party politics and what you talking about yeah, over there ministerial farm government Mi- ministerial farm yeah or or coalition if push comes to shove and you don't have one one party dominating and you got multiple mm-hmm. parties that take up like a third here a third there a fourth there then they go come together to make it work right <laughs>
4: Right, they could form, and then the parliamentary system, as you know, You could form governments. As long as you have the the biggest plurality, you can join with a minority party as a former government.
1: But that's also um, similar to what's taking place in Israel, right? With with Bibi? Absolutely,
4: that's exactly Israel has the same form of government.
1: Yeah, yeah, okay. Elections in the British Virgin Islands are held approximately every four years with a unicameral house of assembly of 13 members. Eleven members elected by popular vote, plus the speaker appointed by the House and the Attorney General, and the current Uh-oh. the current premier is Natalia Wheatley, with uh, who is a member of the of the ruling Virgin Islands Party, and the current governor is John Rankin, um, and the, the governor the governor is a, um, that's that, that that comes from the UK, right? Yes, uh, he actually has
4: a term. You know, it's not there
1: indefinitely. Uh, yeah. Matter of Ranking Storm is up the end of this month. Yeah. King Charles III is the head of state and he is represented by a governor of the British of the Virgin Islands. The monarch, which is King Charles, acting through the governor, selects a premier, selects as premier the leader of the political party most likely to command a majority in the House of Assembly. It's interesting how they're right next door and the connection with Totola and uh, uh, with the BVI and, and St. Thomas and St. John and two completely forms, different forms of government, Dwayne.
3: Two completely different forms of
4: government. But sometimes you do see the expectations um, here in the in, Islands. In you see a lot of people expect a lot out of the government. Mm-hmm. And I think that's as a result of uh, people... Um, people's experiences living on the other islands where government is very dominant and the, under the American system you have more private industry doing things but over in the BVI stuff like the government is expected to do almost everything mm-hmm. and so there's a lot of criticism of elected officials for what we might consider quite mundane things here but in their system um uh, it's the role of the government
1: to take care of those things. Now we've had um, folks from Totola call from time to time uh, to let us know what's going on. Of course, you know during the pandemic, remember they had a a rough Delta. Remember the Delta. Remember the Delta. Um, the Delta variant. Yeah, had,
3: because yeah, because I remember
4: Commissioner Kanasilong kind of like went over there, sent some people over there really
1: to help them out. Yeah, yeah, the the Delta variant, which was. Uh, I believe like July 2021. Somewhere around wrong there. Whatever. Yeah. Um, they
4: took a beating or people laid up outside the restructure it to get vaccine. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. July. <laughs> I remember that was around July 4th, and then and then we had a yeah. wave, and then we had a wave uh, after that as well. Why right. July or July 20 around 2020 or July 2024? Whatever it was, and that was around a 4th right. of July time. That Man. was when did it? Twenty twenty. That's when the pandemic started, right? The yeah, pandemic started like March twenty twenty for us. Yeah, technically. Right, yeah. and
4: the was July because they didn't experience um, any significant. They had like one or two cases up until uh, July, and then it just
1: burst mm-hmm.
4: wide open.
1: Yeah. Speaking of which, um, um, there was an article, a central article, um, as it relates to to COVID. And uh, early, early preliminary numbers looking good for the territory so far?
4: Yes, uh, very good. And, you know, I'm like quadruple boosted. So I, uh, I call myself, uh, you know, I'm a set-up superman. I get, I get so many shots. Let me <laughs> tell you, the past <laughs> four or five months I've gotten a flu shot, mm-hmm. um, a pneumonia shot, a tetanus shot.
1: Um, COVID. Now, booster, now, we, 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 booster. we, we, yeah. we, we got go change your name from Conkler to Superman then. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, the Delta variant was 2021. It was 2021. That was 2021 or 22? 2021, 2021. And then, and then, and then Omicron was late 21 into early 2022. There you go. Yeah. Yeah.
4: But I do remember that they had... Fatwala and
1: um, uh, BVI had a. a they, they, their um, surge was late. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm reading it now. i read reading it now uh, on a consortium article. BVI COVID cases surged to 821. And they said virus kills 32 year old man. And uh, this is a consortium, ar- a consortium article uh, from July 9th, 2021. Yeah, so they had it. I remember that we also had a, a issue where. Um, I think both of us, right? Uh, both the USVI and the British VI were mentioned in 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 connection with the Panama papers, right? There was a there was a issue yes, that's there. Yeah, correct. Uh there as well,
4: especially the BVI.
1: Yeah, especially BVI, yeah. Um so and then, you know, the Epstein you know,
4: They they have those similar to our EDC companies, they have what they call
1: offshore. Yeah, they're offshore and and, sure. and they were labeled a bunch as of tax Yeah, haven. yeah, and that's what they're called as a tax haven, yeah. And then uh there was also uh, something else there uh, as as well oh the Epstein deal right where where from a proximity standpoint one of the things Epstein used to um, want to to acts of the local government is suppose I want to take a little one or two day trip to the BVI you know I need a, a, you know what I mean you, using the BVI as justification for the local government to give, to, to relax his um, his sex offender um, rules and right. regs that he got to live by. You know what I'm saying? And right. Lil St. James ain't far for the BVI. You know what I mean? So, yeah, that, that was a that was a smart man move.
4: The, the, the ridiculous am- thing about that is, is, is the gall of these rich people, not just Epstein, but the gall of these rich people, there's young men who's 18, who are 18 years old and had sex with a 16-year-old girl. I'm not saying that it's um, a mistake, but that's illegal. And they... Went to jail and had to register as sex offender for the rest of their lives, and they are reporting. And these rich people get to get these um, things relaxed. You know, hire good lawyers.
1: Money, man, money run things. I'm um, saying we got, we got, we gonna yeah. get into that. Uh, we're gonna get into that uh, in, in the next segment because there's been a lot of developments um, um, with respect to um, what's going on on the mainland. Um, that's all and that's all about money buying time. You know what I'm saying? So we we're, yeah. we're gonna we're gonna get into that in a little bit. Now, um getting back to the to the to the COVID numbers, shouldn't shouldn't we really wait until like next week? Um, given that there was a lot of congregation taking place last week with the back the back end of the festival, um, to really know um the impact of the the congregating and, and, and with respect to COVID-related uh, yeah. infections?
4: I agree with you on that. Um, we've always known it's, um, these things are lagging mm-hmm. um, as opposed to leading these indicators that we see. So, um, you know, um, with, uh, with this event, and you, you know, a couple of weeks after, and, you know, you, we had the Babe Festival as a matter. And let me tell you something. I know two people personally that had COVID since Christmas. Mm-hmm. They're on St. Corey. Mm-hmm. During the entire pandemic, I may have known three people that got it. And in the last month, I know two people quite well. Mm-hmm. Colleagues of mine who had it.
1: But but there there isn't that sense of panic anymore when you hear somebody is infected, though. You know what I'm saying? Uh and that that has to be because of um, the herd immunity. Whether it be because people had already been effect, infected before, or people are vaccinated? When you hear somebody right. got COVID now, uh, remember back in the day when we first heard it, or or that uh-huh. somebody got infected, they were like, uh-huh. "Your your your first thinking is, well, I go, I need to know who so I could stay far from them." Right now, yeah. that 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 mentality ain't as prevalent now, right about now. Right.
4: And I think the people again catch now is the few that didn't get herd
1: immunity that mm-hmm. didn't get vaccinated yeah 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 oh, but but okay. it's now so it's, n- the... it's now looked at as uh, it looked at as, as as the way we look at with respect to the flu for the most part is just probably more contagious than the flu but, but...
3: right
4: and, and you know that the, the flu comes and goes that the, the problem with covid has always been the, the long-term effects. Yeah, yes. You know, I just, I was and, speaking to a friend of
1: mine on Monday, and she said she got COVID out.
4: Yeah, and, and, the, and the severity of the disease, of course. You know, the, the flu can be quite severe, too. But I think, to me, um, you know, as a, a non-medical professional, I think the biggest thing with catching COVID was if it would affect other parts of the body, um, organs in the body, like your lungs. I'm being asthmatic myself. I'm very um, cautious about that. And, and then these, like, you know, long COVID, there's people now that got, like, constant drips and all kind of stuff, and they don't know where it came from. You know?
1: mm-hmm. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. Well, as a matter of fact, right, they said the COVID virus is continually changing. I read this from the CBS dot News.com, and a recent version is rapidly climbing the charts, even though it appeared only in September. The variant known as JN1, a, a descendant of Omicron. Can you imagine? Right? A descendant. That's what, that, that's that's how they look at labeling the virus now. Right? Uh, it's rapidly spreading, representing between 39% to half of the cases, according to the holiday, uh, to pre-holiday stats, from the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention. You know what I'm saying? So 39% to a half, the majority of them coming from JN1, this descendant. Uh, of omicron which was highly contagious but you didn't suffer mm-hmm. you didn't suffer the severe sicknesses that you did um with the previous variants to include delta uh, and the first stream we're talking with Dwayne henry a little bush let me know what kind of bush we dealing with um come uh when we come back from the break so we're gonna be back uh right after this uh stick and stay don't go away. Uh, we're gonna be talking a lot of legalese and politics when we come back be back right after this
2: the news gets more complex and changes through the day, you need more than just a quick headline check. Here and Now keeps you connected to your world between Morning Edition and All Things Considered, as the news and the people shaping it are changing in real time. I'm Robin Young. Follow along on Here and Now, NPR News, weekday afternoons.
0: From 2 to 4 on WTJX-FM, your NPR station in the Virgin Islands The PBS NewsHour has a rich legacy of in-depth reporting and strong storytelling.
3: Only four people have sat in that chair before us. And the enormity of this moment is not lost on me. People turn to us because they know. They can hear from trusted sources of information and news.
4: That won't change a bit, even as the faces behind the desk change.
3: Good
0: evening. I'm Jeff Bennett.
3: And I'm Amna Navaz.
0: Weekdays at 7 p.m. on WTJX-TV, Channel 12.
1: here analyzes having some bush tea uh on a wednesday some with bush tea with my good friend superman um quadruple boosted um counselor doing henry morning doing how are you i'm doing good morning good morning yeah, doing? yeah what's the tea i good. I, do, I good. what's the tea for this morning man?
4: well you ain't gonna believe this but i'm actually drinking
1: black coffee <laughs> <laughs> ain't nothing wrong with that means. ain't done <laughs> not know. It up a little bit. You know what I mean, so it's all, <laughs> it's all good. I know, uh, um, I yawned for some of that asperilla that uh, uh, Hannibal was drinking. that and then you know what I mean? I go, I yeah. go, go setting up to get me I some asperilla. That's why I'm wondering too. You know what I'm saying, man and Hannibal O'Brien. Uh, as a matter of fact, uh, on Monday when we were talking. Um, about uh, uh, here on the table talk uh, Hannibal had uh-huh. weighed in and I didn't get a chance to, to bring up what he suggested um, Oh, during the table talk we were talking about the lack of a constitution right
3: uh-huh. and
1: Hannibal said a state slash territory can provide greater than the US constitution it just can't provide uh-huh. less which is a very very important um, uh, aspect in looking at, you know, languaging that document. You follow what I'm saying? Uh, what, what, yeah. the what the Constitution, what the Revised Organic Act provides for us now, when in fact uh-huh. we fully adopt and embrace a Constitution, it got to got more in it for us, not less than what the Revised Organic Act provided, uh, which is as important. As a
4: matter of fact, um, you know, we need to look at how some of these states, and I can point out, North Carolina has one of the longest constitutions in the country. And the reason these, um, these, a lot of these states got these long constitutions, the states are giving rights to their citizens That, and I know Ronnie was talking about accountability and all that kind of stuff. They're giving rights for these people, uh, for their people, that are not necessarily um, enshrined in federal law. For example, North Carolina constitution gives every child the right to public education
1: and that's and that's and that's that's language that's language in
4: there's no federal federal constitutional right to education but in north carolina there's a right and and that is provision in there i think years about 20 years ago the aclu uh north carolina sued and won in, in state court um, it's, it's about the, um, the disparate um, provision of uh, proper education to the kids. in other words, the poor areas um, were being underfunded, and the rich areas were, were getting, um, the kids were getting better educated because they had more money.
1: so you're saying N- N- North Carolina languaged in their constitution a right for children to be educated. That's that. That's a, That that's that's a that's a clause. That's a mandated clause yeah. in the North Carolina Constitution. Absolutely. Yes. One
4: of the enumerated rights in the, in the um, North Carolina Constitution is the right. Every child has a right to a public education. And that, and, uh, and, and it stands the reason that that public education should be even throughout the state, in terms of funding and
1: and that kind of stuff. And that is not the case federally.
4: I'm sorry. That's
1: not the case federally. There is no federal No, doc- there's
4: no federal there's no in, there's no way in the united states constitution is their right to education
1: wow of all the, of all the things the founding fathers with all uh-huh. of their education um incorporated in 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 in, in the u s constitution did not ma- uh-huh. they they mandate that i wonder why never like it's really weird
4: there's no way in the federal constitution that uh- wow um, girl, that, that, that sense that you have a right to education. Yeah. And, and, and That's that's why the, um, that's why the, um, uh, you see, <laughs> that's, why, that's why you see in the, um, you, you know, the, 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 the conservatives will say that we don't need a, a U.S. Department of Education because the federal government has no role in education. Wow. You know, there's a school of thought that, you know, Betsy Devos and those were trying to abolish the department of education. And it's based on the the, the the school of thought that there is no federal right to it. So why is the federal government even have a department of education?
1: That's one of the reasons why we don't have all these these conflicts, you know. Because if you ask if you ask any lay person in America, they will tell you uh-huh. that my children got a right to get educated. With all the talk we to talk about about providing schools, um, the need the need for free tuition at community colleges and all that stuff, people are, you would think that people that I'm willing to bet 99.9 percent of the public is of the belief that, that uh, education, right, ain't a gift. It's something. It's something that they got to provide for my child. Wow. Now
4: there are some laws that say that, but you don't have a constitutional right. Correct, and correct. Law, it.
1: correct. That, that's no, Correct, that, that's a distinction there. Okay, there we go.
4: Excuse me, I'm sorry. Let's pass the come back. No, that's okay.
1: I can hear it in the background. Um, I can hear it in the background.
4: <laughs> pass it by, people are the at me. Um, <laughs> no, no, whatever it's on I apologize. No, that, yeah, you're right. There's a lot of people that believe that, that and there are laws that, that, that guarantee education, like that kind of stuff, but, you know, there's a difference between a statute and a fundamental or constitutional right. You know, statutes can be revoked. Constitutional rights cannot be.
1: That's a, a yes, 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 yes. That, 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 that's the beauty of the Constitution. You know what I'm yeah.
4: saying? That's why when we do our Constitution, yeah. whatever little rights, and like Rani was saying about accountability and stuff like that, we need to enshrine that in our territorial constitution, you know, so we should end up with a a pretty big document.
3: Mm -hmm.
4: And I'm not saying we're going to to write an encyclopedia, but we should have a constitution that covers, you know, like Ronnie, like I said, he spoke about governmental uh, accountability. You could put stuff in there, for instance, that um, you have the right to redress your... your, your 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 public officials. Yeah. So there is a federal right to that. Mm-hmm. Federal constitutional right to that, there, but there's your local council, local right to that. And yeah. and um, stuff like uh, referendums, the the minimal referendums we've seen in the past with um, previous legislatures that ignored referendums, because... the um, non you not know, binding
1: non non, non, non 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 binding non, referendums, which uh, ultimately are looked at as opinion polls.
4: Exactly, exactly. and we saw that with marijuana and we saw that with um, reducing the size of the legislature, you know, so if we want the public to have that right to like, like California in their constitution, they have the you know, there's the a constitutional right to bring ballot initiatives.
1: And they do that all the time. Uh,
4: California is known for that. Prop this, prop that. They always got yeah. some proposition yes, on their ballot. Yes,
1: sir. Every every election cycle, they got at least, every one, or two, cycle. At least well. one or two. at least one or two, at least one or two propositions, and and yeah. and and, and it's, a, it's a it's a tremendous economic engine, man. Among the amount of money that they'll oh, be spending, yes. they'll be spending to promote um, prop this and prop that uh, is. List- if you're a lobbyist, you're making big
4: money in California. Uh,
1: we, we don't call it bu- <laughs> a lobbyist or a lawyer. We, we don't call it Buku. Buku dollars, the amount of money that they'll Yes, sir. Yes, sir. <laughs> Speaking of which, uh yesterday l- l- let we transition to uh what was the big issue yesterday? of course the president had filed for a dismissal based on immunity uh in the district court. That was rejected on December the first. Uh his his lawyers appealed um to the district court, the District of Columbia, uh, appellate court. And um uh-huh. I think it's, it's safe to say that didn't go well yesterday. As a matter of fact, they actually <laughs> they, they they actually lost some ground because a lot of arguments that they made in their original uh-huh. submission to the district court, they got blown uh-huh. they, they got blown the, the term that they use is smithereens. They got blown to smithereens <laughs> yesterday, man. That that was embarrassing.
4: Really, let me tell you something. If I go to court, then being us gotten you know strong, then I can just keep my mouth shut. I'm not gonna answer with no absurd. It's like the um, NPR, the the story, the the um, the, the, the reporter was um, the, um, the, the, the actor asked the reporter um, about some of the absurd um, arguments, and she said, "Well, that's the problem. We're dealing with we're in absurd land now." Yes, sir. So every, <laughs> Yeah, it's, you know, the, this whole thing is absurd to think that we could file a case saying that the president is immune from prosecution. Well, that's just insane. Even if it doesn't say so in the law, that cannot possibly be.
1: Look, that man, what what? The president I, what,
4: could kill people and do whatever he wants. That cannot possibly be. No, no, no check this it out. It has to be consequences.
1: No, 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 no. no. According, uh, based on what? I think his name is Sour, right? Yeah, S S A S A U E R, John. Sorry, right? Uh-huh. That, that was his. Uh, that was uh, uh, who was re- speaking on behalf of representing uh, the, 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 the former president yesterday, right? They asked a hypothetical question: Are you uh-huh. saying that the president could order SEAL Team Six, right, uh-huh. <laughs> right, uh-huh. to execute a political rival, and if he is not? Impeached and convicted, nothing will happen to him. This is crazy. Not only that, under impeachment, the only punishment
4: is removal from office. Correct. That cannot be the punishment for murder. You know what I'm saying? This it, is the whole. It, it's insane, and for any lawyer to get up there and and to say that is. This has been
1: to, to the, the profession because... No, that's that why I true. want to ask you. that's totally that, ridiculous. No, no, that, that's why I want to ask you, right? Because me and Hannibal had this discussion a good 10 years ago. I remember, I I had to bring it up, and I'm sure the audience probably heard me reference it. I said, Hannibal, what will happen when you know your client guilty? And Hannibal right. say, look, <laughs> my only obligation is for my client to get the best defense possible. And I buy yeah. into that. I believe that, right? Uh-huh. But there are... Uh, there are times right where you, the i would think right that whatever profession that i'm in right uh-huh. that i would want to not only protect me but i want to protect my profession and and well, and, and what i was hearing as a basis for counter arguments yesterday uh-huh. it it was as if you know something? I'm a lawyer. My client uh-huh. pay me my money. If he want me uh-huh. to sound like a dummy, asking dummy questions, as long as they check, uh-huh. as long as they check cashing, the check clearing, uh-huh. I gonna ask uh-huh. the dummy questions. I, I I I was missing something yesterday. That was frightening.
4: <laughs> well, you see the thing is this. And Hannibal is right. you you have to be a zealous advocate for your client. But that zealousness does not include being one stupid or unethical. <laughs> You cannot make unreasonable and absurd arguments to a court that you know has no basis in reality or rationality.
1: Reality or rationality. I
4: can't go in front of a judge. There's a picture of my client, a video of my client standing up in front of WTJX building. And I can't go in front of the court and say, there's no evidence that my client was in front when there's clearly evidence that he was there. You see what I'm saying? You can't make misrepresentations to the court.
1: Let me go back to December.
4: That's a ethical thing, and then you can be sanctioned, by, and you and will be what, sanctioned that, that, by the judge. That,
1: that's what I'm saying, man. That's what I'm saying, and, and then you hold a press conference afterward and using the term "today was today was momentous." Momentous how? They dug in, but this
4: is the lala like the um, like the. um, the the, the 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 correspondent would say this is the absurd land that we live in. Now is that this is perfectly um, acceptable? Even at that mixing, they won't make any no crazy arguments like
1: that. No, but, but you know something. Before you go there, right? One of the arguments that came out of yesterday's discussion as well was well, we're looking at potential tit for tat, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, in, in other words, um, you do this to Trump. Trump going whoever uh Trump or whomever on the Republican side gonna do this to the Democrat and all that stuff. Right? Uh-huh. doing D- 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 uh, this, this this is another argument or or another layer to uh-huh. to, to the to to It's to,
4: dangerous. To, no 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 It's no, a I, very I, dangerous No place.
1: The word I'm getting to is unprecedented, right? That's the terminology oh. that we use using now, because the counter argument for potential tit-for-tat is, well, why would there be a tit-for-tat when this never happened before? In, other words, in In other words, we are dealing with an individual who did things that the previous 44 presidents never considered doing. Thank you. So this notion that all of a sudden, because it started with 45, that 46, uh-huh. 47, 48, 49, and the next, the next 44 up to 88 are subject to doing what 45 got himself involved in is totally, uh-huh. totally baseless. I mean, I mean, give me a break. It's insane. It's insane.
4: I don't see how the Supreme Court rules. This is a very dangerous thing. They, they, you know, I, I, I don't know. The, the but, but you know something, conservative Dwayne? majority. But I don't think those people are, are
1: that crazy. You know something. But you know something, Counselor? I, I believe that because of the insanity, right, of yesterday's discussion and, and and the angles and arguments that they were making, they are literally giving the Supreme Court a basis and an excuse for if in fact they appeal to the Supreme Court. They will, deny, uh-huh. they, they will deny hearing it and, and tell them, go to trial, deal with, deal with, deal with, deal with the case. We ain't getting right, into dismissal okay. at this juncture <laughs> right now because, because the, the sheer level of madness that we're seeing, <laughs> right, is frightening. Uh, I could hear it in your voice. You know what I mean? I'm yeah. just, hear, just hearing your voice alone. Let, 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 let us know that the legal profession, Need to be very careful about how far they're willing to go to defend high-profile entities, in this case, uh, number 45. We're going to take a break, come back, and we're going to touch on something that came out of the December 1st ruling by this same Court of Appeals as it relates to moving the trial venue and all that stuff. We'll be back right after this.
0: The views and opinions expressed on Analyze This are entirely those of the on-air participants and do not reflect those of the station's board, management, staff, or underwriters.
1: He said that black
4: smoke was constantly coming out of the burn pits 24-7.
3: And my reaction to it was
4: like, wow, that doesn't sound very safe. I wonder what that's about. And in my mind, I couldn't imagine at the time
2: that type of system operating could potentially harm our service members. Journalism that seeks and reveals. That's On Point with me, Magna Chakrabarty.
0: Weekdays at 1 p.m. on WTJX FM 93.1, your NPR station in the Virgin Islands.
2: How do we know words? How do we accumulate words? Writer Edna O'Brien. Are they there in us before we know them? She follows a quest many writers can understand. As if these words were the generators of some kind of magic. Authors, artists, sports news, and maybe even some magic. Every Saturday on
0: Weekend Edition from NPR News. Weekend Edition, Saturdays at 8 a.m. on WTJX-FM 93.1.